Welcome to the Work Redefined Podcast, where we believe your employees are your company's most valuable asset. My name is Grace Lang, and I am your host. We are all navigating uncharted waters and need to bridge the generational gap. For the first time in history, there are now five generations in the workforce who all view the world differently. Join us as we learn the best ways to keep your employees engaged and explore the new world of work with our nation's best leaders. Our motto is better work, better world. Now our podcast can only run with your support. So if you want to continue to hear our great stories from leaders all over the US, please support us. Welcome to episode three. I am so excited to be joined by the amazing Melissa Marshall. Melissa is a student of business and life. She studies strategy, leadership, and mindfulness, and she has worked with business and productivity coaches and has discovered ways to unleash potential and eliminate limiting beliefs in herself and others. And she shares the learnings with those around her to elevate their potential. She has earned her undergraduate degree in political science women's studies and religious studies from North Dakota State University and has worked in government, for-profit, not-for-profit, startup, and family-run businesses. She is also the the devoted mom of two boys, Owen and Brady. excited you guys I have Melissa with me here today to talk about all things culture culture yes so before like we really dive in I think you need to tell everyone kind of like what you do where you're working right now and like what you guys do and what like what you do absolutely well I'm Melissa yes um (laughs) yep Melissa Marshall so I'm a core coach at Cork Health and Cork Health is all about culture. So we are a SaaS solution. We're a software as a service solution Mm -hmm. that helps companies and organizations measure their culture. We help them figure out what's going really well in their organizations and areas that are maybe not going so well either Mm -hmm. that they can grow. And the great part is, is that it gives employees an anonymous voice. Right now, more than ever, I think it's always been a need, but I think now more than ever, people need to be heard. Mobility in the job market mm-hmm. is a huge thing, and the opportunities out there are endless. And if we're not listening to our employees, mm-hmm. hmm, rewind that. If we're not even asking our employees mm-hmm. what's going on and what they're experiencing, we can't have the ability to meet their needs. And so we give people and organizations the ability to ask that in a really simple way and then give them the data. So, okay. So when it comes to listening, this has been a theme, like we've been hearing from everybody. It's like, we just need to ask, right? Yeah. Like you just need to ask what your employees want. Yes. I highly recommend ask, like you, (laughs) I get really excited about this. Uh Don't be afraid to ask your team Mm -hmm. what they want, feel, and need in order to be successful. And that can be really scary um, because what if they ask for the moon 
and you can't give it to them. Mm -hmm. And I would counter that and say, what if they asked for something really simple and you never asked for what they needed and then they left. I was visiting with someone um, in the human resources world. This was a few months ago and she was joking, but it was serious about mm -hmm. how she has a client who an employee left because they weren't happy with the chair that they sat in every day. Oh my God. Think about if, if someone just said, yeah. Hey, how are things going? You know, is, is there anything you mm -hmm. want or need, or how are you feeling mm -hmm. about working here? And if mm -hmm. she could have said, I hate my chair. I really would like a different chair. Sometimes it's not always that easy, mm -hmm. but sometimes it literally can mm -hmm. be. So I like what you said about want, feel, need, because I was going to ask, I was like, okay, you know, you always think about what do you want for like, a gift or like at the end of the year do you want a party or do you want with this like a bonus or something like that like that's what people I think normally think about when you say ask your employees we need to ask them like how they like feel like I yeah. feel like that's so I just like click because it's so important because like how do you feel about like how are you, are you comfortable right or like maybe dive like maybe dive into more like the feel like okay. I don't know if that makes sense but I'm interested yeah, so um, I just had the opportunity to share about this exact topic um, at Disrupt HR a mm -hmm. couple of weeks ago. And one of the things, one of a really simple way is saying, how's it going? Mm -hmm. And then stop talking. Like give people that opportunity to say how it's going. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll say something. and Sometimes they'll just say good. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And then say, how are you doing? And let them respond. And then say, how are you doing really? Mm -hmm. And sometimes just by asking that question a couple of different times, mm -hmm. a couple of different ways. I don't know if you've ever experienced that where yes, someone, yeah. or sometimes it's just being asked at the right time, mm -hmm. which we as leaders can't always figure out yeah. the right time but if we're never willing to ask it's never going to be the right time mm -hmm. and so just asking a couple of times and then I like to use the acronym wait mm -hmm. why am I talking because so often we try to fill the gap if there's mm -hmm. a little yeah. bit of quiet and then they may be on the tipping point of sharing mm -hmm. But it's been uncomfortable for us to sit in a little bit of quiet. Yeah. And so we fill that gap to try to make it easier for them when they were just building the courage to say yeah. something. I love that because, I mean, I think I fall into that too. It's like, I ask them how they're doing and then they're like, good. I'm like, good. Like, I'm doing this because I'm like, I'm a sharer. Yes. So it's like, how do you, and maybe just like how you've seen, what if you have people on your team that are just, I just think of your like... <laughs> You know, maybe like the older generation in the workforce, they weren't raised to share, talk about feelings, you don't have feelings. How do you get to them and how do you, how do you actually ask them what they need? Because I just think of, you know, even like my parents, they're very just like, whatever, we're fine, just work hard. So how, how can we reach them? You know, I think, so I've had a, I've had a great opportunity in my life to um, lead a team where some of them could have been my grandparents legitimately mm -hmm. and, uh -huh, and some who are very much younger than me as well and I think there's something to be said about doing things together 
So shared experiences. Um, sometimes I've been in property management before. So sometimes it was walking a building with one of my employees and being shoulder to shoulder with one another. And we were just doing mundane things where guards aren't up. And then sometimes just asking a question gently where we're shoulder to shoulder, mm -hmm. not looking at each other because sometimes that can feel intimidating. Yeah, that's a really good point to think about. Like just thinking about, yeah, like our grandparents, like that that next generation, the older generation, how they, like when we're working, or like, I just think about like walking, like that's when you have like your best conversations. I mean, I'm the kind of the same way personally, just because sometimes when someone looks at me in the eyes and asks me how I'm doing, I'm like, I'm fine. You know, that's just like your instant natural reaction. But also I think everything you're talking about is a work in progress, like breaking down those walls and making the workplace like more um, inviting. A hundred percent. And you just said something that I think I want to hone in on a little bit mm -hmm. more. So trust doesn't happen immediately. Yeah. And it doesn't happen overnight either. Mm -hmm. It happens with these tiny micro events where we don't even realize that they're happening. Yeah. Um, it's keeping our word. It is showing up and being present. Mm -hmm. It's stopping what we're, we're doing when they come in and ask a question. It's being available when they call. You know, it's those little things that we can sometimes, as human beings, period, yeah. just yeah. it there, take for granted. And so if I wouldn't have done those things repetitively for mm -hmm. a while and sometimes ask those questions over and over, mm -hmm. not like in a hounding way, but in a way that helped them understand understand that I genuinely cared. Yeah. Um, so by continuing to show up, it built a level of trust there mm -hmm. to where sharing started happening, happening yeah. naturally. Yeah. Yep. And I think to your point of when someone says, How are you doing? And you just say, Great, and you kind of power on. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I really like asking, Hey, how are you doing really? Mm -hmm. Waiting the yeah. wait, the wait. Um, after you said, like, why am I talking? So, like, waiting, yeah, I like that. I needed it more than yeah. anything, yeah, because I can relate to what you're saying. Like, when you said sometimes you do like to fill mm -hmm. the silence, <laughs> I have heard that, yeah, be a time or one, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I think that's like such a big thing in like high achieving anybody, anyone in like a leadership position where touch is like, go, 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 that's who we are, that's what we do. And so it's like everything about what we talk about, everything about redefining work is all about like taking a step back. Yes. It really is. So taking a step back to ask, taking a step back to care mm -hmm. and taking, yeah, just to ask what they want. So yeah, those are great. This and I think, I think another part of it too is sometimes we think they expect an immediate answer. Mm -hmm. So if someone says, I want or need or feel this, then it is our responsibility to have an answer right now and to solve their problem right now. Mm -hmm. And one, that's not always realistic. No. And so I think it is okay to say, thank you so much for sharing. Mm -hmm. I need to do a little bit more investigating or I need to figure out a few options or sometimes asking more questions yeah. on 
how we could maybe achieve that mm -hmm. and let them be invite them in to the solution mm -hmm. well and also like taking that time to think about it how you can like best answer best help them that's all kind of all like boundaries too where it's like you know taking the time you need yes. because like everyone has their boundaries and I think it's like that's what we don't necessarily talk about but we talk about physical boundaries and like things like you know not working after a specific time those kind of boundaries like work boundaries but what about like mental boundaries so yeah I think it's great yeah yeah I mean we don't have answers to everything no never yeah and that's okay and it's okay uh -huh. to show that vulnerability mm -hmm. because then it allows them the space to be vulnerable mm -hmm. as well but it kind of goes back to the trust piece it's like when you do that like it gives them the opportunity to trust that you actually care because you're going to think about it and come back like oh when we're talking about you know reaching those different generations now it's like how how can you show that your respect almost right absolutely yeah i i can very much understand how mm -hmm. someone's perspective could be if, if there's always an immediate answer yeah. are you really even listening yeah exactly mm -hmm. well okay well i'm interested to maybe learn a little bit more about um, core counts a mm -hmm. little bit and just like when it comes to like company and culture and employee experience like what is your company like as a team mm -hmm. what are you guys doing to like set yourself apart like I know you help other companies with their culture but what about you guys like how do you maintain that great culture uh we love to have fun <laughs> I know that so. <laughs> we love to have fun but it's it's definitely a work hard, play hard type of environment. Mm -hmm. So um if we are not intentional about it, it won't happen. Fun, I mean, yes, little pockets of fun mm -hmm. will happen, but we also will get busy in mm -hmm. the busyness of work and life and all the things. So mm -hmm. we schedule it into our time. Um this week we moved or not this week, we're celebrating homecoming mm -hmm. right now. And we have been dressing up literally like it's homecoming spirit week. I love um, it. We've had so, fun. so much fun. Uh, we have dressed up, let's see, as nerds, um, as it, in Hawaiian gear. Um, we're dressing up as our favorite office supplies. Like we are oh making it fun. And so it's getting us creative, thinking outside the box, taking just a couple of minutes for a picture. Mm -hmm. But then we also put things on our calendar like happy hours mm -hmm. or team lunches and those types of things. Mm -hmm. And it's that time for us to remove ourselves from the natural day to day mm -hmm. to just be together. Mm -hmm. um, and those times go back to trust. So mm -hmm. that's when that trust and connection can happen and mm -hmm. build. And so when we are in conflict, because that is real life. Mm -hmm. happens. It does. Mm -hmm. Then we know, like, and trust one another mm -hmm. so that it doesn't feel personal. Yeah. And if it ever does verge on personal, it's so much easier to talk about it and mm -hmm. repair. So what if you have people though on your team and maybe you don't on your specific team, but you've probably seen it in your clients, but who don't like that kind of thing? Oh, for sure. Like they don't want to go to happy hour. They just like, let's go to work and go home. Like how do you still get them to have that interaction that everyone else wants and needs to have? You know, I think you keep it varied mm -hmm. and not mandatory. Mm, that's a, yeah. Um, so keep a wide variety of things. You know, like I talked about spirit week, that could be an option. Happy mm -hmm. hour, that can be an option. Lunch, 
that could be an option. Invite people in to different times and different things of, of opportunities of doing yeah. things. But mandatory doesn't feel good either. No. And mm -hmm. you know, you talked about like holiday parties and gatherings. Keep doing little things like that. Mm -hmm. And the more opportunities that come up, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to stick for certain people mm -hmm. and not for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important. I think consistency. We just have to keep doing it. Like something might not work, but it's all about trial and error. So it's like you're gonna try one thing and you know, half the team might say, This is not it. We're yes. not doing this, but like some people might like it, but it's all about when you it's like putting together what we say we said asking, mm -hmm. caring, and then consistency. Yeah. Because you have to stick to it. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask them, mm -hmm. like you said, too. Mm -hmm. What what would you like? Yeah. What's something we can do that would be really fun for you? Mm -hmm. And if they say nothing, I mm -hmm. just want to show up to work, there may mm -hmm. be people who are like that. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah. There's you know, Simon Sinek talks about how connections happen between the meetings. Mm -hmm. Trust builds and culture forms between the meetings. Mm -hmm. And so some of that is just naturally going to happen. I remember years ago, I worked with someone who I, I will tell you, I took somebody's opinion of that person. Mm -hmm. It was when I very first started working at an organization. Mm -hmm. Somebody told me of their perspective on this person. And this person was very standoffish. And so... The perspective seemed to match reality. And it made it so that I did not want to work with them mm -hmm. really at all. Mm -hmm. Until one day I was like, you know what? I don't actually know anything about them. Mm -hmm. And so I walked into their office because I needed to yeah. get them something. And yeah. sometimes I would be like, I'm going to wait until they're not mm -hmm. there and drop it on their desk and mm -hmm. then go about my business. We had the best conversation ever. Wow. And that was the transformation in our relationship. Mm -hmm. So while that person doesn't go to anything extra and actually sometimes would take time off when certain events were had because they didn't enjoy them that much, that doesn't mean there isn't that opportunity mm -hmm. to create and build connections. So, okay, you sparked a thought inside it. So there was, you said how like the connections happen outside of the meeting, right? Yeah. In between meetings. So we actually were just chatting with someone a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how, you know, this world that people, some people are working at home, have the offices everywhere else. Okay, you're missing that, you're missing those interactions, those daily interactions. Do you think, like how, I don't know what my question really is, but it's like, how can we make, get those little interactions still when mm -hmm. half the people are at home? And also do you think that like theaters, uh, people's, uh, opinions of people they're like never coming to the office like well they don't like people like how can we just like keep everybody on the same page I guess even when there's no daily interaction you know I think that's a great question um I got to lead a team remotely for many years mm -hmm. and I was very intentional about leaving the first 15 minutes of our meeting mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. literally social time because we didn't have that opportunity to have connections. So we started every meeting, every team meeting we had, and we had one every single week because we weren't seeing each other. And we'd say, hey, how was your weekend? Mm -hmm. Literally can be as simple as that. And then yeah. everyone had that opportunity, opportunity to share mm -hmm. since we were so consistent with it. 
everyone started to become really comfortable mm -hmm. with sharing something. And then sometimes we shake up the question, like, okay, let's not talk about the weekend. Yeah. I know what you guys did. Talk to we talked enough. Yeah. Tell me something you're struggling with this week, or tell me a celebration. Mm -hmm. And just going in knowing that we were going to shoot the breeze for a little while. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was formal. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it was really informal. Mm -hmm. Gave us that opportunity to continue to build connection. Yeah, I and, love that. And sometimes we just have to pick up the phone and talk. Yeah. If we're not, or now, I mean, I feel like everyone has a Zoom or a Teams account. Yeah. So the ability to be video to video mm -hmm. is there. So mm -hmm. just have a little FaceTime. Yeah. I have an that. unscheduled meeting where you're like, hey, I just want to call and see how you're doing. Mm -hmm. Do you have five minutes? And then yeah. don't talk about work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. What? No, that's such a good idea. I think that's such an important thing for leaders to remember because we get like we get so caught up in work. Like yes. you guys were saying, like at your office, like sometimes it's easy just to get so caught up in work. But it's like that's what we need is just the leaders need to remember that asking questions about life, like people want to talk about themselves. We need to remember people want to, as much as you and I want to talk about ourselves, everyone else does too. Mm -hmm. And so just remembering, I love that you said the first 15 minutes of the meeting was social time because I feel like that should be in, implemented even in not remote meetings because oh, you have weekly meetings with your team and how often do you, you know, everyone stays in their offices and then you come out for one meeting or whatever, but like, it's so important to leave that time. When, when we ask things like, how's it going and listen, that may be the opportunity where someone shares something a little bit vulnerable mm -hmm. that maybe their loved one is sick yeah if we don't understand that something like that is going on in their lives mm -hmm. and then they're late on an assignment mm -hmm. or a deliverable comes in subpar compared to their normal deliverables mm -hmm. but we don't have that knowledge and sometimes even the best of us don't always assume positive intent mm -hmm. and we go right into questioning instead of curiosity having that knowledge can help you be so much more graceful yeah. with people and let them have that latitude to be human. Mm -hmm. It is so true. Like there is room for this at work. I think you need to remember that. Like it's, it's hard. It's hard to remember to like have fun. Like sometimes it really is, but um, so I just was thinking, you know, we're talking all about like, Scheduling then it's time for social time, whatever. Yeah. But say you have a really big company, you know, you're a leader of a big company and you would maybe have, you know, 10 people underneath you and then those people have their teams underneath them. Like as leaders of this, you know, companies, like how can they show that this is important first? You know what I mean? Like that is such, it has to start from the top. In mm -hmm. order for something to be successful, it has to be adapted by leaders. So how can leaders like those listening how can they adopt this and show that it's important? You're not on the way. I mean, you yeah. you said it. Yeah. How they do it is by showing. They mm -hmm. show that it's important. And if it it can't be important one time. Mm -hmm. Um it just it oh, can't be it's kind of like flossing, right? Like I get really excited to floss before I go to the dentist, uh -huh. but really I know my hygienist yeah. knows 
then yeah. I am not flossing consistently until right before my dentist appointment. Yeah. So it can't be one of those things that you do one time and think that it can be good enough. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that's consistent and they've got to model the behavior. Yeah. And as mid-level leaders, we also have to be willing to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and know that it's important and something that we're going to put our stake in the ground on too. Mm-hmm. I love that, that you just said. It can't be important just one time because that's so important. Like, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. It's and simple, like, not easy, yes, right? Yes, I feel like everything we're talking about is so simple. Yeah, but it's just like remembering it can't just be important just one time. It's like so consistency. And I know that um, people like Kelsey and I, we are both the people where it's like consistency is our, not our thing, not our thing. It's so hard to stay consistent. So it's like, implementing some reminders like I don't know what do you have like what do you have for advice like on that like how can we stay consistent so one we don't have to go alone right we have a team Mm -hmm. that we work with so I mean something as simple as creating an agenda that you decide you're going to follow Mm -hmm. and you say the first five ten whatever 15 minutes Mm -hmm. this is what we're going to do it, it, it may feel awkward at first, but yeah. mm-hmm. I also feel awkward lifting or doing a new yoga position the first time I do yeah. it. And then it doesn't feel awkward anymore. Mm-hmm. It's all repetition. So the other part that I mentioned is we have a team. Mm-hmm. If, there, if there's someone who's really good at consistency, because yeah. we know those people exist. Mm-hmm. They're not me, but we know those people exist. So ask them for help. Mm-hmm. You know, we people love the opportunity to show up and be their best selves. Mm-hmm. So let them be that person mm-hmm. and know that, okay, Jennifer is always going to be the one to start the meeting. Or she's going to be the one to remind mm-hmm. Melissa before we go into the meeting, never, we're just going to do a quick team check-in. Mm-hmm. I, so that reminds me of just like delegating. And so you have tasks that you love and you hate and consistency is on your feet. Delegate those to someone who is, that is their strength. So it's like that person on your team, remembering that people want to help, like we were saying. So it's like finding that person who it's their, that's what they're good at. Have them lead the meeting. Even if it's not one of the leaders, that also gives them responsibility and gives them like the opportunity to lead. Absolutely. And like, that's what we're going to grow. And like, as a leader, that's what you want to do. So 100%. Yep. Because the more empowered they feel, the more engaged they feel at work, the mm-hmm. happier they're going to feel at work. They're leaning into their strengths. Mm-hmm. We know happy, engaged people are more productive and passionate people. Yeah. So true. So true. And again, it's all simple. It's not always easy mm-hmm. because it is really easy to get caught up in the deliverables. And those do matter, but the human beings mm-hmm. are delivering on the deliverables. And if we don't care for the human doing the work, mm-hmm. the human may not care about the work at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> that is all good. I mean, We've all been on both sides. Yeah. And so even sometimes saying, holy cow, you guys, I have only been focused on getting stuff done. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry I haven't asked you. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. 
And I think you just like, made a good point. Like, we're going to fail. Oh, and like, as a yes. leader, all these, you know, anyone listening, like, you're going to fail at this, and that's okay. But I just actually heard this new acronym, and it was, uh, fail at the first, or, oh my gosh, um, first in, oh my gosh, no, I'm not going to remember it. Don't worry. But it's okay. Um, you can put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show yes. notes. I'll remember. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to Because, um, Feeling, you know, you can just do it better next time. Absolutely. Like, oh my gosh, it's okay if you forget. Everyone is going to forgive you. Yes. You know, one of the things you asked about, what do I, what do I do at four counts? Well, we're a startup. I do everything. Yeah. I wash the dishes. I take out the trash. Mm-hmm. I help influence the development of our online tool. Mm-hmm. And I talk with people about it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. I coach and consult. I do everything in between. So fun. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not perfect at all of those things. Mm-hmm. The first time I pitched and brought our tool to a leader, I probably, like, I would love <laughs> to see what that looks like. Same. I wish I could see my first time. They're like, it's like, Hot mess express. Yeah. The first like commercial video I did, I think it was five minutes long, and I'm not joking. It took me three hours. <laughs> what? Now I can just pump those out like no oh, problem. But you're right. You've got to just start. Mm-hmm. Take a step. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good. You're. Mm-hmm. And you keep going. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. You know, I was just visiting with someone before coming here and he has the opportunity to coach um, basketball for nine-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 10-year-olds. And one of the boys was like, I can't do it. And he's like, yes, that's why you're at practice because you can't do it. And so I'm going to show you how and you're going to keep trying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but I can't do it. He's like, yeah, I know. Isn't that great? I'm going to show you how. Uh-huh. And then he's like, but what if it takes me 20 times? And yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But we get so caught up. I do too. So please know that I'm not perfect at this. Yeah. But we get so caught up in it having to be right the first time. And yeah, I miss you. Oh <laughs> my gosh, me too. Yeah. It's not right mm-hmm. the first time. No. A majority of the time. No. Well, that kind of leads me into my last question oh, I have to ask you. Yes. So we ask this to everybody on our podcast, but kind of talking about leadership. What does leadership mean to you? To me, leadership is someone who has a vision and is willing to go along with someone. So it's someone who can really cast that vision and inspire people. Mm. but doesn't run away after that Mm. doesn't go back to the corner office after that and especially doesn't judge the people who are willing to put it into play can totally weigh in Mm -hmm. but is not judging I love that it's like inspiring people and then remembering like to to stand by them yes and be that like cheerleader what, that right. was actually the like in my mind. That's what uh-huh. I pictured when you said that. Yeah. Yes, I love that. That's so awesome. That's so cool. Well, that's all I think we have time for today. Okay. But I want to thank you so much. I don't know if you have any last thoughts. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, do all the things. Go try all the new things. Yeah. Go try all the new things. And no, I'm here at mm-hmm. least cheering for you. 
Awesome. Well, and I'm going to put your link so people can connect with you. Absolutely. I love well. it. So, yeah, we are so appreciative to have had you on our podcast. And we're so excited to watch what you continue to do at Core Count. Thank you. And um, she's actually speaking at our Women's Summit in January. So, if you're interested in seeing more or hearing more of Melissa, come to that. And I'll put the link in that too in our yes. show notes. So, just yes. a little plug. But nice. here we go. But anyways, thank you. Oh, thank you, Grace. This is wonderful. So fun. Yeah. <laughs>